Hello and welcome to the commentary for lesson 354. This is for the most part 2 Kings chapter 15. Um, first of all, I do want to apologize for it being so long since I've posted. I don't think I've ever gone this long, but it is summertime and I'm seldom ever alone, <laughs> to be honest. We took a trip. Uh, our family went up to Baltimore and my husband and I went to New York City and we stayed in Manhattan for a couple days. And that was for his commencement because he was able to get his bachelor degree. I'm so proud of him. He has been working. You know, we've kind of done things the long, hard way. <laughs> um, we weren't in a situation growing up where we were able to go to college and have our parents pay for it. So we've always just sort of worked and raised a family and went to school. And um, I wouldn't advise it, <laughs> but it... He's worked so hard, and I'm just so proud of him um, that he finally did make that um, trip across the stage and get that um, in piece of paper, which in the big scheme of things is really not that important, but it is just because I'm proud that he worked so hard for so long to get that. So very cool. Um, and then we came home, and we had my dear Aunt Sandy and Uncle Dwayne visiting us for 10 days from Oregon, and that was just precious, precious time. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But basically, you know, the boys are home for the summer. Ethan's trying to get a job, and um, things are going well, but I'm hardly ever alone in quiet space to get this done. So... Um, my posts over the summer will be shoddy. They'll be sporadic, and um, I'm just going to own it because that's just the reality of the situation for me these days. And maybe I'll get better. Maybe I'll get up early and do it before everybody gets up. That's kind of what I did this morning. Um, but I know myself, and I struggle with mornings. So anyways, we're also trying to – I know this is a lot about me. Sorry, but um, – we're also trying really hard to get healthy as a family. We kind of did our before pictures and took down all our stats and we're really focusing on trying to eat healthy and get exercise and we've kind of been slacking off on all that. So a lot going on in the Holden house. Um, but anyways, back to our lesson. So Second Kings 15, it's a continuation of the story of all the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. And, um, you know, we were in Second Kings a while ago, and then the timeline went to Amos, and now it's back to Second Kings. And it looks like that Second Kings is just sort of spotty and... It falls, it kind of appears sporadically going forward through Isaiah and Hosea, and then we'll kind of just revisit Kings periodically, because of course it's all in chronological order. So we start with the end of Jeroboam II's reign. He is the king of Israel, and then it goes through a succession of kings, and the pattern that I see is that it says... He refused to turn from his sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Now, that was a long, long time ago. But Jeroboam was an evil king, and he got the cycle going. He allowed the idols and the shrines to be built to worship foreign gods. And that's where all the trouble began. And now here, and they've had some good kings. They have. But now you see they're in a um, progression of 
just evil rulers and it's, you know, Israel and Judah are not getting any reprieve from bad kings. And so the issue just gets progressively and progressively worse. And it just kind of reminds us, you know, that initial sin of Jeroboam, how many generations it takes to break that cycle sometimes. You know, the new kings look to the old kings as a model. And without a positive role model, they'll follow the bad role models. And so they clearly are at a loss for positive role models, and they're not able to um, get themselves out of that cycle. Now it is interesting every time it talks about the new king of Jer- of or the new king of Israel every time it introduces a new king it kind of reminds you where Uzziah is in his reign now he's the king of Judah so it just kind of gives you a good parallel of of the leadership of the divided kingdom of Israel um so that's interesting. Now, the thing that stood out to me was verse 12. It says, So the Lord's message to Jehu came true. Your descendants will be the kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. So I thought, well, that's prophecy, obviously. So I wanted to find the source of that. I went to my study Bible, couldn't find it there. So I went to BibleHub.com uh, and it gave me a cross reference to 2 Kings chapter 10. Verses 28 and 30. But first, actually, I want to go to 2 Kings 9, verses 6 through 7. So Jehu, just as a reminder, he was an army officer in Israel. First, he was anointed by Elijah. And then later, he was anointed again by Elisha to be king over Israel. So 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 6 says, Then the young prophet poured the oil, this is talking about Elisha, over Jehu's head and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anoint you king over the Lord's people, Israel. You are to destroy the family of Ahab, your master. Remember Ahab and Jezebel, horrible dictatorship, horrible dynasty, and they were all destroyed. In this way, I will avenge the murder of my prophets and all the Lord's servants who were killed by Jezebel. The entire family of Ahab must be wiped out. I will destroy every one of his male descendants, slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. Remember, Jezebel had killed all those prophets, and so the Lord appoints Jehu to avenge the death of those prophets. Then we go to Second Kings chapter 10, verse 30. It says, nonetheless, or yeah, nonetheless, the Lord said to Jehu, you have done well in following my instructions to destroy the family of Ahab. Therefore, your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. But Jehu did not obey the law of the Lord and God, the God of Israel with all his heart. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. There it is again, the standard that Jeroboam set that all kings following seem to fall into that same trap of just not, they're not focusing on God. Anything they accomplish, they forget to give the credit to God. We see no in, in all of these stories of the kings, and they're not even really stories. It's just a record, a timeline. We don't get their personal stories. We don't get what their childhood was like, who they married, what their family was like. Um, we don't really know who they were as a person all we know is that they followed this, they did not, or sorry, they refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, led Israel to commit. That's all we know about them. Um, yeah, not a good legacy to have. And so 
that was prophecy fulfilled. Verse 12. So the Lord's message to Jehu came true. Your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. Now, Jehu was king for 27 years in Jerusalem or in Israel. And then Jehoahaz, his son, was king for 16 years. Jehoash, his son, was king for 16 years. Jeroboam II was king for 40 years. That's kind of where we come into this reading. And then his son, Zechariah, was king only for six months. Now, interestingly enough, Zechariah was overthrown or assassinated by Shalom, son of Jabesh. And he ruled Jabesh, or Shalom, sorry. Uh, he ruled only for one month. And then he was assassinated. So Shalom clearly is instrumental by God, even though he only ruled one month. He was like the one that turned over the, the power. And then Menahem uh, assassinated him and took over. So that began the change um, from the family of Jehu to a new line. And then it goes back to, after talking about all of the kings of Israel, it goes to talk about Uzziah who is the king of Judah, and it talks briefly about him. Now, we had already read that um, because I put it back when we were talking about Uzziah's life. I read it at the end of that because I just wanted to, I thought it was necessary to kind of talk about how his life ended as we finished his story. Um, but here is how it lines up chronologically. And I did read from Second Chronicles 26 just briefly because it mentions more about Uzziah, that he had leprosy and he was buried in a field that belonged to the kings, but he was not apparently buried with the kings. Um, and then it says his son Jotham became the next king. So that's really where we're at. Um, and then our next lesson tomorrow, we get to read from Isaiah chapter 6. So that's cool. And then we'll get into Micah. Um, we'll go briefly to second, back to Second Kings and then get into Micah and um, move forward from there. So um, not a lot of meat other than the prophecy came true. And then we see the trend of how they all followed this evil example from King Jeroboam and how that cycle continues and how we have to be careful the legacy we leave for our children to follow. I think the importance of being a good role model of men having good male role models is definitely clear here. Um, but that's it for today. Um, we'll end there. I hope you all have a great day and I will talk to you soon.